you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hello! Welcome to episode 12 of our joyous time together. I am Aziza, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with my other glamorous co-host, Candice. Candice, please say hi. Hello, this is Candice from Inks and Anchors on Instagram, and I'm not sure what I did to get the glamorous part, but I appreciate it. Oh, look at you accepting this beautiful compliment. Well, I also said my other glamorous co-host, which implies that I too am glamorous. Well, of course you are. We are both amazing. We are. <laughs> Should we try to do this together, even though I we never get it right and never get it in unison? I think we should just go for it. Let's hang out. Okay. Let's, Let's hang, hang out. out. That's that's chill, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Whatever. So, Aziza. Yes. What are we going to talk about first? I'm guilty. Oh, dear. I, I'm so guilty. Okay. I know. I ke- okay. So I keep saying, let's not do new acquisitions. I'm embarrassed. I also feel like people might not want to hear it all the time because maybe it's just not relevant or maybe it's boring for them. But I'm a little embarrassed and it follows up on last week's episode. So I think I should update our listeners. And I know for a fact you have something you have to share. So how about I go first? I think you should go first. Just just get it out of the way. I'm going to get it out of my system. Okay. Following up on our gigantic plotter planning life organization episode, I ended up getting a plotter <laughs> pretty much <laughs> the same night after recording because you all but convinced me like there was we, no other option. Our job was done. It, yeah. We were successful. This is what happened. I I waffled a bit and then I selected the A5 plotter in, I don't know how to pronounce this, but the Lisio leather. I got the brown one. I got a few refills and other things, but not too many refills because I prefer to make my own inserts. And you don't know about this part yet, but I also purchased a couple Hobonichi totes for toting my wares because I'm really pathetic and I have a thing for bags and like pouches. Not purses, but bags. Like it's different. It's <laughs> it's different. It's different, Candace. It's different. What? Because it's what less expensive? No, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I feel like the the purpose they serve is different. It's not like something you take when you're going out unless you're going out to do pen stuff. Oh my goodness, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I feel like my own justifications are not standing. Okay, so other than that, I'm also going to further admit to something. Like two days after I purchased the plotter, and it still hadn't even shipped yet, I was up until like 3am having a mental freak out about like, oh my gosh, what if it's not the right thing? What if it's not enough? I feel like I can't fit everything into there because the rings are really small. And I just, I lost my mind and I ordered a file of facts. So I have problems. Will it solve my life? I really hope so. If it doesn't, whoa. Okay, so so let me get this straight. Embarrassment here. So let me get this straight. The reason why we like the plotter is because it's small and cute and doesn't hold so many things. And therefore, you don't have to carry around a lot. Yes. But when you buy it, you are worried that it's insufficient. Therefore, you buy a big honking binder. Yes, correct. To bring your whole life with you. No, but see, the honking binder, (laughs) it'll stay at home as an archive of what comes and goes through the plotter. In my head. You know that I think the the plotter has archive solutions as well, is what I've I've understood. It does. It has a binder type thing. Yeah, Yeah, like a box that closes and you could fill it. Yeah. I, um... Maybe have one of those. (laughs) 
Okay. I'm a mess. Here's what happens. When I buy things, I, I spend hours and hours and hours researching them, and then I just sort of panic buy things and stress about it in a different way. So have you received that's your, what I've done. Have you done. received your file of facts yet? I have. And are you happy I'm about actually, it? Like, are you... I, it actually looks very nice. It's very nice. Just in case anyone's curious, it is the A5 size as well, and it is the Malden model in ochre. It's very nice. It has bigger rings. It came with the calendar for the year, like a day per two pages or something, or a week per two pages. I don't know. I took it out because it's not fountain pen friendly, so whatever. Well, I predict that you can find uses for both. Honestly, I think the Filofax is probably going to be your main binder to plan your life because you can fit so. you can fit in like a lot of stuff in it. But the yeah. plotter, I think, is useful truly for when you are on the go and you have notes that you want to make. And um, and I don't need to work, for example. Right. Or or, or you you I mean, because you have your own shop, you're you're your own person and boss right so you kind of yeah you can work wherever you are if you're yeah. away for a weekend or you know whatever and you have notes to make or you think of things like sometimes I think of things like oh this you know we should talk about this on the podcast and you want to write yep. it down you just have it with you I think that's yes. I think that's what the plotter is going to be used for yeah I Poss think so possibly I, are the rings the, the same though are the ring do the rings line up because if they, they are the same because if they're not the same then and that's it the game over no, right? no. you have to choose oh, no no they they <laughs> okay. work the same and Filofax makes really cute like dividers and stuff that are like speckled and pastelli um and so I may have gotten one of those on Amazon and they're in my plotter. And so I can separate the sections of my notes by personal, shop, blog, that kind of stuff. So I think you're right. It's going to be kind of an on-the-go solution, which is probably its intent. By the time this episode drops, I will have come back from a trip, but I am going to visit Fun With Pens. And the plotter is what I'll be taking, not the Filofax. Of course. So I can... We're going to do a bit of work and I'm going to take notes in my plotter and then translate them into to-dos and tasks that will be archived in, put into the Filofax once complete, etc. So anyway, I've talked about this for a lot. I'm a little embarrassed still. So Candace, let's have you embarrass yourself. Please tell me what you got. <laughs> well, <laughs> with that lead in, so... Yes, I did buy two more pens since we last spoke. Two? Two, yes. I didn't know that. I think I you did. No, 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 you did, you did. So one of them was completely, well, I should say a lot of my pens are unplanned. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to say that it's completely unplanned because they're all kind of unplanned in a way. But the first one was from On a Whim. And I actually didn't see this. It was posted on Virtual Pen Show. And I didn't see it until the seller messaged me and said, oh, I saw you post something about liking sparkly pens. Or maybe I was on the podcast saying, because as you all know, I love sparkly pens. Yeah. And she sent me the link to the posting on Virtual Pen Show. Oh, and so you were basically like your arm was twisted. Well, I mean, kind of, Lightly. but not really. Because yeah, not, I said, yeah. oh, that that looks wonderful. And I kind of put it like I, I put it out of my mind. I was very good for like three hours. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like three weeks or something. Three no, hours. No, three hours. <laughs> and then mm -hmm, I, I mm -hmm. went back and I just said, it was exactly my aesthetic. Um, the barrel is made out of Moonfire by Stormwind Blanks and the cap is made out of Stormwind Blank material um, named Atlantis. And it's a oh. demonstrator cap 
with sparkly kind of blue green kind of sparkles to it and the right. moonfire is like a pearlish kind of milky white body but it has this rose gold shimmer to it <gasps> and oh, that sounds lovely yeah the pen was made by on a whim and it also has a ink window so oh that is so cool it is very cool so it's not just a regular pen it just has this ink window made out of the Atlantis materials. So it's fantastic. And it actually, because the cap is a demonstrator cap, when it's over the section, it's kind of cool because you also see the rose gold shimmer of the section through the cap. Oh, it's quite, so it's, nice. it's really pretty. And it turns out that the nib that came with it is a rose gold box steel nib, which is harder to find. And yeah, I, I have one other rose gold box steel nib and it's a yeah. be- it's a beautiful wet broad architect and it has a reverse writing of extra fine so it's a fantastic nib this one was ground by pen realm and it has an extra extra fine nib i'm sorry but it's a beautiful okay. i know but it's a beautifully okay. beautifully ground smooth <laughs> i wish you could see her face right now <laughs> it's like <laughs> disgust I'm like that sad fish that you find in the, I know, of the ocean. I like... know, but I really, really love the pen. So I was actually second guessing myself because, as I said, it was, you know, kind of an impulse purchase. And yes, I did sell a pen to replace this pen. Um, so you're still doing I'm it. Still, that's, I'm that's still one amazing. in, one out. And I am, like I said, I kind of regretted it a bit. But then I got it in the mail and I saw it in person and realized that, thank God I bought it, right? No regrets. No regrets. And even actually, I did get a message from somebody else afterwards saying, hey, if you ever sell, I kind of want that pen. So, which also makes you feel kind of good that you snapped it up because otherwise you made the right choice. I would have probably regretted it too. So the second pen is probably the pen you were thinking about that I got, which you are responsible for. I am. 100%. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yes, I am. 100%. It's the Montegrappa Beauty Book Gentleman. Of course, I don't really like the name of it. Shiny Circles Stack Celluloid Something Something Pen. There's way too many words. (laughs) Way too many words. Business in the front, party Party in the back level. (laughs) But... (laughs) But this one, so this one, I think, was a limited edition release by Montegrappa. At the time, they released, I don't know when they released it, probably 2015-ish, I think. But they released two versions. One is the beauty book Lady, and the other one is the beauty book Gentleman. The Lady is, I have it in my possession, but it was borrowed from a friend. It's still borrowed on loan. It's called Zebra, so it looks like a zebra. Beautiful black and white celluloid. It's smaller than the gentleman. The gentleman size is still not a big size. It's pretty. It's a very nice size, in my opinion. Um, it mm-hmm. probably like not be, an oversized. Not at all. I think a lot of men would find it almost too small because their hands tend to be bigger than women's, right? Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. It's stacked celluloid. So in a way, this is a Grail pen for me, as as you know, which is probably why you yes. sent me that link. Yes, all I but was press, helping. I know an all but press sell for me, practically. Yes. So Aziza, yeah. so listener land, Aziza sent me the link from Chatterley Luxuries because they were having a weekend sale and it was a very good price and I could not say no. In fact, at DC, I think I held this pen in my hand and was almost going to buy it, but then backed out of it because I wasn't sure how it was going to write. And I was still a bit nervous because I haven't really had the best of luck with Monte Grappa pens, but it writes beautifully. I got an extra fine nib and it is actually a juicy, beautifully tuned nib. And I have been wanting a stack celluloid pen that is a cartridge converter for Ever, because I really love the look of the stack celluloid. There are a lot of vintage pens are made out of that, but I don't like the sack that tends to be 
on a vintage pen because yes. it's hard to clean yeah. and there are issues with using certain inks, etc. I had a Wall Street stock celluloid from Visconti that I sold to our wonderful producer. So I still have visiting rights. And mm-hmm. um, um, you can still see your baby. See, how I can still up. and I can, you know, write with it when I want when we meet if I just happen to say, hey, can you bring that to Visconti, please? But anyway, I, I've been wanting a stack celluloid and this is perfect. It's beautiful. I love it. Well, congratulations. I, I know you've been wanting that for a while. So I'm glad that you were able to get one at a price that was comfortable and worth the plunge, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. This makes me think of, okay, on the topic of new acquisitions, this pen that is in my head is not our new acquisition, but it belongs to a friend of ours who recently had this commissioned and got it back and it's magnificent. So this is Priscilla's pen. So she is P. Inky Pens on Instagram. Her pen is a Newton Prospector with Bocamundo Rodin pattern on it. And I, first of all, it's fantastic. I mean, it is. It's stunning. Downright stunning. There's just no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Even if you don't like Rodin, it, the, the work on it is magnificent. Who doesn't like Rodin? What is that? I know. But I, we've had a couple of questions about like how to go about getting that done. And I haven't had that done. I've never had custom rod and work done, but you have. So maybe you could just give us a little brief guide on how you could go about doing it. Sure. I would love to do that. So first of all, Priscilla's pen, I love the prospector model because it's the triangle shaped offset kind of. So it's not a full triangle, but it's, it's offset. So one end is has a triangle. Anyway, you'll see the pictures. Why am I trying to explain <laughs> it? <laughs> um, he will occasionally have pens for sale that are in raw ebonite. So in other words, he makes it, he sands it, but he doesn't shine it up and polish it. And it's basically ready for Rodin or ready for Urushi work. So that's a good canvas. It's an excellent canvas. Rodin work. For Rodin work. Or Urushi work. Exactly. Um, I think the vast majority of Urushi work and Rodin work, the base pen is ebonite. And so that's what Sean makes. It's it's a black ebonite. And he shipped it directly. The first step is get on her list. It's a year in terms of the wait list. This is if you want work done by Bocomundo. By Bocomundo. The yes, process yes, you're describing, that's right. and, and, and describing specifically, this is what Priscilla. Yes, did. specifically her because okay. I've had work done by her. This is her bread and butter, right? So get on her list. It's a year's waiting list, and even if you don't know what you want or which pen you want to have done, it doesn't matter. Just get on the list. You have time to figure it out, and they'll contact you closer to the time. I think maybe a few weeks out, just to let you know, hey, I'm ready. Send me the pen. So a few things, as I mentioned, you can get your pen done by Sean or by any other pen maker. Presumably, they will be happy to make like raw ebonite in that canvas. Or the alternative is sometimes if you want, I think you can order a pen from say Iboya in Japan and have it shipped directly to Hiroko, which means that you save the shipping from North America or Europe or wherever you're from to Japan. And it's just all done locally. So that's if you don't have a pen that you wanted to have done. Glam. Yeah, I have done both options before. So I'll put on my Instagram or send a link to the two most recent pens that I had done. Both of them were pens that I had in my possession and I mailed over. Right Right now I'm on her list. So I had her do my Graffon Faber-Castell Platino, I think is what it's called. Intuition Platino was the base pen. I love that pen. It's the one where you unscrew it and the whole body separates from the the nib. It's a beautiful pen. And um, I've always wanted that pen and I got it for a really good price, but it was black. Just just plain It was boring. boring. And I convinced myself because I love the nib and I love the shape of the pen. And I said, everyone needs a black pen. And what did I say immediately (laughs) after? As if it was... (laughs) 
It just needs some rotted. Right? It just yeah. One day we have to tell that story. Yeah. of your so your stealth anyway. Sailing. I um I sent pictures to Hiroko and I said, "Are you able to do this?" And she said, "Yes." And I was very very pleased. So she didn't do the cap because the the clip could not be removed. And right. but she did the body, and I was really pleased because the end of the body does have the knob to twist the nib out of the pen, and I was concerned. Yes. but it all worked out, and it's beautiful. And so yeah. read her website. She will let you know on the website which pens can and can't have work done. She will work on it. And it takes a few weeks. Obviously, the Yurushi has to cure, you know. Yeah. So just it's fun to go through the feed and figure out what you want to have done. And yeah. um, she keeps you informed. I think it's a great way to get a rotten Yurushi pen because mm-hmm. Nakaya's can be quite expensive and mm-hmm. her price is based uh, compared to Nakaya I think it's half price right Mid, at least not, not including even, the price of the pen well even including the price of the pen sometimes depending on what pen you get to begin with right if okay. you have like Sean Newton's pens like the prospectors are not cheap pens and then on top of that you add the rotten work so yeah but still that's not yeah I think the rotten work is depending on what kind of work between five and six hundred if it's like a lot of rotten if it's just you know Yurushi with the I don't even know how to pronounce the finishes on it but without the rodden that's even yeah. cheaper right so between four and six hundred I think you could probably get us you could get rodden work on top of that pen so for a thousand dollars that's a pretty spectacular pen because I think Nakai would charge two thousand for something like that I mean they wouldn't even do it exactly so you you have the opportunity <laughs> I mean, to design your at own least work, you have right? the, the opportunity to get this design on the pen you want right exactly so that doesn't sound like too complicated a process it's not complicated at all and then it's you know shipping it back obviously it's a little bit nerve-wracking just because it's your baby that's in the mail yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and of course you have to worry about customs and stuff so that's my right i guess i need to do this like for research of course absolutely i mean it seems only reasonable that i would go through this process so that i could talk about it absolutely and you have a lot of pens right so i think you should just choose that well i mean what i mean to say is I know you like a lot of black pens because of the nibs, but they're black yes. and therefore... Yes, I have I have quite a few plain pens. That's right. Yeah. And therefore, they are the perfect canvas yeah. for a Yurushi. You can feel free to remove the nib before you send it over because I know you, the nib is your baby, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, of course, you can yes. remove all the accoutrement before you send it over. And, and she okay. probably doesn't even want to be responsible, right? Of course. For the yeah, nib. less stuff for have to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get on the list when we're done recording. Okay. Uh, I'll hold you to that. Th- thank you. That was very helpful for me as well because I've kind of chatted with you about it before just in passing, but never really thought about doing it. So I think I am going to give it a shot. I think you should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have to pick a pen first, but I'll do it because you don't even have that many rotten pens left in your collection, right? Just one. Wow. Which one is that? I know. It's a very outstanding one. It's the Namiki Yukari Skyline. Oh. It's Nightline series in the Skyline. It's made in. 1984 or something. So it's no, not 84. Um, it's like 20 years old or something. It's it's. I 84. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it's like 20 years ago was the 80s because because <laughs> we're in a time. Warp. I don't know. We're in a time it's warp. a time yeah. warp and I'm getting old and I don't know what's happening anymore. But it is, of course, a, a spectacular specimen and probably the greatest of all time pen in my collection, possibly. So anyway, that's irrelevant. But I think I could use some more. <laughs> 100 percent you oh. can use more you can never have I can too always much use rotten. more rotten exactly <laughs> does it count as buying a new pen if you have it glammed uh no 
only if it's an actual pen that is not in your possession. Buying if the pen. If you're actually buying the one. pen. Yeah. If you're upgrading if I your pen. I already have it. it yes. Yeah. Definitely not. Upgrade. Yeah. Oh, I like that. If you're upgrading. Okay. <laughs> okay. So since you bought two pens since the last episode, I mean, in fairness, I have also bought two pens, but they're not in my possession yet. Wait, what? I'm, what? <laughs> yeah. What? No. No, no, no. But I'm saving okay. them for when they're in hand so we could talk about vintage stuff. Okay. Okay. So it's strategic. And so that way it's less embarrassing, (laughs) possibly. So how do you decide what pen you want to buy? Well, obviously, the first thing is the budget, right? So, oh, you're fiscally intelligent. (laughs) Fiscally responsible. (laughs) I will not. I've said this before. I don't go into debt to buy pens. And I have been working with a little, you know, kitty of funds that I had set aside that I sold some pens and I just have the an amount of money sitting in my PayPal account. And that's what I use to buy pens. And if I actually don't have enough money in there, sometimes I will still buy the pen, but I know which pens I'm going to sell to replenish the the account. Again, I'm not going into debt. I mean, I, I obviously I, I still have the money, but it's just not yeah. for my pen fund money. I will just right. use other kind of funds. like these allocated funds. Yeah, yeah, I allocate the funds, and that way it's a way to keep me in in line, right? To to have this sort of allocated funds set aside. So number one is budget. Number two is. A few years ago, two or three years ago, I guess it was just about pre-pandemic or around the time of the pandemic, I really had a definite kind of pen that I liked and my Mm -hmm. collection was heading in a certain direction because at first I just basically bought everything that I thought looked interesting. Oh, that looks cool. You know, that looks pretty. That nib looks wonderful. And I just kind of bought, bought, bought. And then after a while, I just started to curate. And that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. So curation. So I had this certain, a certain set of rules for my collection, not really rules, but just guidelines. So mm-hmm. tends to be custom pens and Japanese pens. And okay. there's obviously going to be exceptions to every rule. One of the other things that I focus on is a cartridge converter. If it's a piston filler I really don't want it having said that I do have a couple in my collection but I know that you know there are exceptions but that's how I started to narrow things down and not jump on everything that I want and also you know people have different purposes for collecting so I remember there is somebody on Instagram called yellow pen man yeah and which is a great it's a great curation it's everything yellow and so it's so easy right if it's blue he's not gonna buy it if it's yellow he might buy it right oh I wish I was that good I know and so I know that there are people who like to focus on turquoise pens or purple pens and they have a lot of them and what I decided was because I like so many pens that if I have something similar in my collection, I wasn't going to buy it because I've discovered that I'm a user. I'm not a collector. I like to use all my pens. And if I have two of the same, I tend not to use both of as often, right? Of so course. that makes sense. Um, so that's that's basically how I decide to buy and not to buy. And also this year, I'm not buying unless I know that there's a pen that I can sell. So I have a few pens that I've highlighted to myself saying, okay, if I see, you know, these two yes. or three more pens, I might sell yeah. these, right? But it is like getting, these are on the chopping block. They, in theory. they are getting harder and harder because indeed, yeah, you well, buy as pen, you curate more and more. Yeah, exactly. You're refining what you have and you buy a pen because you like it. So sometimes yeah. it's hard to get rid of it. And, and to be clear, I don't have to get rid of it. I just, it's just something that I've said I'm going to stick to this year. This is my rule this year. And so yeah. I'm going to yeah. try and do it. But if I have a hard time doing it, I may not do it, but 
so far, so good. And also, yes. I never said that I would sell before I buy, right? It was just one out, one in. Yes. So lately, I have been buying and then selling. But I think that's okay because then you bring in the new ones, you kind of see where it fits exactly with what you have. Yeah. And then you say, okay, these two can go or this one can go. Yeah. Your first guideline of your budget is the most sensible, which I don't really have. I should. I mean, I know what I'm spending on pens. And of course, I do use them for content creation. And so they really are part of my living in a fashion. So I do try to consider that, that sometimes I buy a pen because they've been requested. So you hear that, people? Sometimes <laughs> I spend money because you want to see it in a video. Wow. Which is probably insane. That's, that's dedication. That's dedicated. That is like community service. Stupidity. <laughs> yeah, that, right? Thank you. No, uh, And no not to plug myself. You're just so noble. But I mean, yeah, I mean, just to plug myself because if you want, you can support me on Patreon, which helps do that kind of stuff and also helps me pay my bills. But anyway, what I started to realize when I was buying pens was that often I would buy them because they were pretty, but I struggled to use them. So something like the Visconti Opera Master, the crystal. So it was a demo with blue and green swirls, beautiful pen, so heavy that it was so difficult for me to use yes. extensively. Yeah. And when I was looking at it, I was like, am I keeping this pen because I enjoy using it or am I just keeping it because it's pretty? And so I came to the conclusion that I cannot buy pens just because they're pretty or I cannot keep pens just because they're pretty, Right. which sounds insane, but unless I'm using it. I can't keep it. If it's not being used, even if it's like super special, so fancy, so interesting, it has to go. So that has helped me a lot. Yeah, that's and that's your rule in terms of what to buy and what not to buy, right? Just uh, and for me, it's it's also does it spark joy? when you look at it. And so I know for you, it can't just be pretty. And I don't mean in just the look of it, but as you yeah. use the pen, yes, is it going to spark joy? And yeah. that also helps me because I, I picture myself using the the pen and seeing it, I know now as well that heavy pens, I can't do heavy pens, right? So right. in fact, a lot of Mont Blancs, I can't do the the nicer Mont Blancs, you know, the like yeah. the blue hour. Like the solitaire yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, the blue hour um, 149 or 146 or whatever that pen was. I loved, yeah. loved, loved the blue barrel. The cap and the barrel were the same blue um, faceted, beautiful, too heavy, way too heavy, right? Right. But fortunately... I did find the 145 in that, which is a much smaller version. And yeah, only the barrel has that blue facet, but it, it's beautiful. It worked out. But I know now that that's what yeah. I have to focus on. And I can't, you know, buy one of those bigger ones, even though it's beautiful, like the Glacier. Yeah. Well, basically, gorgeous. I think if you are struggling with FOMO and buying pens, make yourself a list of rules and force yourself to go through it and make sure that the pens you're looking at meet your requirements so you don't have buyer's remorse or you don't overspend because I think it's really easy in hobbies like this to go down that rabbit hole of overspending and I don't want to see people struggling right so like make yourself rules and stick to it yeah I mean absolutely try not to make them too vague <laughs> It's like, buy any pen you like. Well, <laughs> there's that. That's called a loophole. <laughs> it's a, yeah. <laughs> uh, this does not apply to inks, by the way. You can do whatever you want. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of inks, I think it's time for a babble bomb. Babble, babble, babble bomb. Sorry, that was, that was cheese thing. Hello, welcome to this fantastical segment called the Babble Bomb. In this segment, we have a willing yet innocent soul try to pronounce to the best of their abilities the name of a pen company or ink or something related, basically a word in a foreign language. And the idea here is for it to be fun and educational. 
So we try to learn the proper pronunciation after hearing someone try to say it. So today we have a Pannonia shimmer additive. This one is spelled T-E-N-G-E-R-E with some kind of accent on it. I'm not even sure what to call the accent. In French, it's an accent aigu, but I'm not sure what it is in Hungarian. S-Z-K-E-K. E with another accent. It is a gorgeous, vibrant marine blue shimmer that you can mix into your inks. So let's hear this poor innocent soul try to pronounce this uh, shimmer. Alrighty. Okay, let's give this a try. Pinonia tingeresakik. Pinonia tingeresakike. Pinonia tingeresakika. Pinonia tingereskek. She was actually pretty good. Uh, that, like, that was not that bad. I know. I, I gotta say, I did not come up with that pronunciation when I looked at it, and I was like, "Ooh, someone's gonna have fun with this." I would have but... said, "I would have said it was tangeresquick." <laughs> right? I love it. Tangeresquick. I, I know. It's it's beautiful to learn these other languages, like the pronunciation. It's just so. Uh, to me, it's just really exciting. Let us hear the correct pronunciation. This comes from Pannonia themselves. Thank you so much to our dear friends for participating in this. And thank you to Pannonia for the actual pronunciation so that we don't butcher your beautiful language. Speaking of the shop, I just wanted to give a quick update about one of the little campaigns, shop thingies that I was running. So the beginning of February was Eating Disorder Awareness Week, and the shop was running a fundraiser for Body Brave Canada, which is located in Ontario and is a not-for-profit organization that offers support for people not just in Ontario, but across Canada, if if you have access to virtual things with eating disorders. And they've been really helpful for me. And one of the goals I have with the shop is to support them when I can. So I had done these You Are Not a Burden stickers with some little ink art because I truly believe that sometimes we need to hear that, not just us, but, you know, there's people that we want to give them to. And so the proceeds have gone to Body Brave Canada and the winner of the neon ribbon fountain pen that was donated by Pens by Pasquale has been selected. So I just wanted to thank everybody for participating and the support means so much to me and it'll help Body Brave so much. So thank you again. And if you still want to support them, we have our Be Brave fountain pen in the shop. So you can always contribute. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much. And I won't keep you further. Hopefully you had a great time in this episode. We're going to wrap it up. I am Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens. You can also find me at Gourmet Pen Shop. And I am Candace, Inks and Anchors on Instagram. Yay! Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye! Bye! Questions, comments, or suggestions? Shoot us a message at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com And... If you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Beautiful. We've actually raised over a thousand dollars so far, and it's not, it's not Canada. even the end of the month, right? Yeah, it's very exciting. I am. Um, I mailed out a bunch of stickers because they're going like letter mail, right? And some people have added them to their orders, which is beautiful because it it helps the shop as well, right? So. 
I love that sticker, by the way. And I'm not just saying that. I obviously have donated before. Yes. And the, yes. The sticker. Like I just, it's an amazing. Um, I love the way you did not only just the ink art but the holographic. You know, yeah. sticker. It part worked of it. out beautifully. It's fantastic. It just worked perfectly as a sticker itself. Yeah. So I need to order more because I'm getting low. I like to have a little stock of them. Yeah. yeah.